Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Here's the thing about Germany, why I made a curator's deck of the Hollywood French What's going on, people? This is the Film Review. We are the husband and wife team that review movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And welcome to the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, and Society Film Magazine. Welcome to the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Each week, the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies, music, politics, and society. Brought to you by lordlandfilms.com so get ready for this week's The Film Review here we go people listen this is another great episode of The Film Review movies, music, culture, politics and society we are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review culture and movies, music, politics, and society. And do we have a great one for you today? It's episode number 48 of The Film Review. And we have a great one for you. We're reviewing two documentaries yeah. and we're reviewing two shows that are on demand. All right? So, the first documentary that we're uh, going to review is The Two Killings of uh, Sam Cooke. Yeah, on Netflix. That's right. And the second is... Uh, what's it called? Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, Teddy on Pendergrass, Showtime. If You Don't Know Me By Now. Yeah, Showtime. Right? And then we have uh, Insecure, Season 3. We got a chance to catch up on that and we're going to talk about the complexities of what it's like in season two, I mean right. season three. Right. And then we're going to also talk about The Deuce. Yeah, season two. Uh, season two, that's uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's show. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that. But first I'm going to do some population. So how's your Black History Month going, people? Uh, ours is going pretty, pretty, pretty well. You know what I'm saying? We're enjoying ourselves doing the uh, reviews. We're up to uh, 48. Make sure you check out all of the archives on soundcloud.com forward slash the film review. Also on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the film review and more. And then on uh, YouTube, on youtube.com forward slash Crazon Dion, C R A Y Z O N D E E Y O N, all one word, youtube.com forward slash Crazon Dion. So, as we populate, uh, the first documentary, The Two Killings of 
Sam Cooke is really, it's very informative. That's one thing. Two, it's just sad. And like what the writing is on the top of this is, this is part, also part two of is evil in the eyes of the beholder, right? Because there's a through line to different things going on as far as the struggle is concerned. And this is Black History Month. And, you know, we do need to, you know, discuss. It's like every time there's a movement uh, or for change, People are often wiped out and not around to see the change come to fruition, which leaves the people who were believing in those people pretty much out in the rain. You know, like the uh, the poor people's march that happened. Uh, it was out in the rain after uh, Martin Luther King passed on. So often, not now, not just figuratively but literally it was washed out and in the rain it was poor organization at the time when he had uh, passed on right so this is just like what we see here in these situations now a lot of people like to listen to uh, Sam Cook's a change gonna come right and, you know, I used to, you know, sell a lot of the greatest hit CDs and the best of... Thinking that the money would go towards Sam Cooke and his family. Right. But here's the kicker about the song first before we get to the best of. Um, a Change Gonna Come didn't come out until after he died. Right? So the way people um, act, they act as if... The song was out and it was making when he was alive, and that it was making a difference. Then, when actuality, there was nothing to follow up after it because he 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 was moving forward in his mission, and a change gonna come again. Didn't come out until after he was gone, right? And so, what change is gonna come if there was no? follow-up record. You understand what I'm saying? So, when you're looking at what's happening, um, there's no follow-up to it. Now, what's interesting about the documentary is I thought that Sam Cooke owned all of his publishing. Well, he thought he did, too. I mean, wait, wait, but... <laughs> he thought he, he did, too. I thought that he owned all of his publishing so I really loved selling his record but that's why it why it pays to I guess Google search in these days you know because everything is on Google you can find out the answers to things but the documentary was so informative because it tells you that a guy named Alan Klein let me make sure I got that name right yes Alan Klein you might know Alan Klein more famously for uh, having been sued by the Rolling Stones for <clears throat> royalties. And also, he's been rumored to be the one that was the cause 
of the Beatles uh, breaking apart. Yeah, and after seeing this documentary, we understand why now. Right. Now, here's the deal. Sam Cooke was making a lot of money for RCA Records, right? Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, that's a good setup. Now, let's go back and tell the people who uh, Sam Cooke is first. Okay. So, Sam Cooke first comes on the scene with the Soul Stirrers. He was a gospel singer. It was a quartet. And he was he took the place of one of the older members who could no longer do his thing with the group. Right? So he comes in with the soul stirrers. But his style of coming in with uh they called it a yodel in the documentary, but it was just his ability to interpret a song. And, and take it up to the high notes with such flair and distinction that many people believe that the women were forgetting about the message of Jesus and really were just coming to see um, see him do his thing, right? I mean, that's that's the way that's the way that they seem to have. Uh, portrayed in the movie that they were coming to see him there was long lines women who never were in the church pews on Sunday were there to see uh, Sam Cooke and the soul stirrers well it was just the soul stirrers but Sam Cooke was there so it was a lot of uh, women coming to see the soul stirrers once Sam Cooke joined the group right so like I said so the, docu- the first thing that we're talking about again for people who are uh, watching, who are coming in and watching, we're, we're talking about the documentary called The Two Killings yep. of Sam, Sam Cook, Cook, right? And that's on Netflix, right? Documentary. So yeah. we opened up so you know that Sam Cook was a gospel singer right. at first, right? But as, as rock and roll began to come in, which was originally called Rhythm and Blues uh, by black people, but then white people coined the phrase uh, rock and roll, kind of like they coined the phrase gangster rap, right? So they coined it rock and roll, so as it began to grow and and people began to like it and, and more black acts were be getting exposed to uh, larger venues and also being exposed to a larger audience, right. Sam Cooke believed that he could do more mm-hmm. being a, a act that did more than just one mm-hmm. genre of music that if he could get in and spread the message that he could get his message across faster doing mm-hmm. more popular music, right. so to speak. Right? right. So this is what Sam Cooke set out to do, and this is what he was successful at, right? So Sam Cooke is successful. He's doing his thing. And he then becomes, begins to, see, we don't want to tell too much of the thing, so I'm jumping around here so I don't give you every aspect of it. So then he begins to... Um, branch out and uh, see more 
by uh, doing popular music and he signed to RCA Records. And Sam Cooke starts to have hook, I mean, have hits. Yeah. Like hit after hit after yeah. hit, right? Yeah. And he's successful and he thinks that RCA is treating him fairly. Yes. Right? Yep. And all at the same time, then he begins to, uh, as he's out there, he begins to meet up with different people. Like right. he met up with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, who was then Cassius Clay, was connected to the Nation of Islam through first being introduced through Malcolm X, right? So, and Jim Brown is in the mix because he's a young uh, athlete like uh, Muhammad Ali in their 20s. Uh, Sam Cooke is in his late 20s. And Malcolm X is like the older statesman, and these people would get together and talk. And Sam Cooke's music then began to take a a change where it was still popular music, but he was putting the message in the music, right? And at this point, the record label was getting a little jittery and saying that, well, why is he hanging around, uh, or why are these people around him who are not necessarily uh, kicking the uh, line or kicking what we think he should be talking about because they were trying to make him like a kind of like a Nat King Cole type of guy, right? Modern Nat King Cole, right? Would be considered like a pop star. Yeah, he he was doing popular music, yeah. but it was like yeah, like yeah, they, crossed over. Yeah, yeah, because you know, like when Nat King Cole first came out, he was doing rhythm and blues, right? Which would later be would have the sound. Which mm-hmm. if you listen to music that comes from the late '30s, early '40s, going into the '50s, you hear the saxophone and you hear that rock and roll sound coming through the black music, the black music of that time, you hear that coming through. And uh, you hear it and you can appreciate it and so it's rock and roll. So as he begins to go through and push through and meet with these different people, uh, he was put as a Nat King Cole because Nat King Cole moved from uh, from uh, R&B, rhythm and blues, which would be rock and roll, over to more of a popular where he sung standards. Yeah. Where he interpreted standards because his voice was so smooth. This is what they were doing with Sam Cooke. They had him interpreting songs that were popular at the time because his voice was so smooth. But then he began as he... Smooth and soulful. uh, Smooth and soulful, right? But they didn't want him too much to push the soul side, right. which was more gritty, kind of like a um, sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah, Otis Redding. Otis Redding, more like ah, uh, because you know, uh, in his natural form right. of being able to sing, coming from gospel, he had that growl. Yeah. But he was more smooth. Right. With the pop. Music. Soul stirring. Yeah, soul stirring. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. So. Um, as I keep on populating here. So, 
he's these people are actually connected. So it's Malcolm X, it's Muhammad Ali, it's Jim Brown, and it's Sam Cook. Right? When Cassius Clay beats Sonny, let's see all of this. I mean, it's a real informative documentary. Yeah, really good. When good documentary. when when Muhammad, when Cassius Clay beats Sonny Liston, right. Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and uh, and uh, Sam Cooke mm-hmm. were all in attendance. You know, you 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 know that the people who were the agents who were around were definitely upset at that. Like, what is going on here? Why are these Why are these people around? What's really What's really good? What's going on? You know, so you know that they were highly upset at this, and that this was uh, something that was highly irregular for them to see that these men are all around, and they're all uh, basically starting to talk and beginning to organize. Right. So this is what um, this is what's going on. So hi, Nikki. Hey, what's going on, Nikki Rich? Checking in. So this is what's going on with Sam Cooke. And then he begins to put the sounds in the music. And he says, then he becomes out, then he comes out with the song, uh, that's the sound of the man working on the chain gang. Right? So when you listen to that rhythm, he's sending a message through the rhythm that, mm, Ooh. Ah, because if you ever listen to, uh, if you go, if you get a chance to go to YouTube and look up some of the chain gangs, like when they're when they're um, uh, laying railroad track, and you listen to the sounds that the black men are making as they move the track along, or as they're on the chain gang, they're singing. You know, it comes from the plantation, and the rhythms come from the plantation, and you travel further back in the rhythms are original African rhythms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. come through come through the blood, right? So he began to do that and they weren't too uh, appreciative of that. At the same time, he's uh, going through what is called the Chitlin Circuit right. and his um, his his person, his partner from the Soul Stirs, comes to him and, and hatches the idea about starting their own record label, and oh, where yeah. where publishing, where he can start a holding company called Tracy, and Tracy is spelled T R A C E Y right. Limited, and he decides named after his daughter, renamed after his daughter, right. and he wants to start a holding company. But what happens is he's also introduced to this guy. Alan Klein. Alan Klein tells Sam Cooke that possibly RCA is cheating him out of quite a substantial amount of money. Right? So he forces an audit on uh, RCA's books and gets uh, Sam Cooke not only his money but gets him a new lucrative deal with RCA because he was talented, right? Right. So he goes in. So he goes in with his partner from the Soulsters, 
and he goes in with Klein. Now, Klein is supposed to just be a business partner, right? But instead, Klein somehow mess, uh, plays around with the paperwork while Sam Cooke isn't looking, and Klein becomes, uh, Alan Klein becomes the owner of the Tracy LTD uh, Holdings Company, and Sam Cook just becomes an employee. And how Sam Cook Cook happens to notice this is he's he he's sick. He comes down with the flu, right? And he has some time to, and he has to cancel some dates, and he has time to sit and figure out things, right? right? So he looks at the paperwork, and it comes across, and he says, "Wait a minute." And they show you the paperwork on the thing, and it yeah. says that he's owner and that Sam Cook is nothing but an employee. Yeah. And his partner from the Soul Stirs is totally out the mix altogether. And fast forward, dude dies broke. Yeah. Right? And so here's a guy right. who comes to you and renegotiates your deal. Right? Gets you a substantial amount of money and you put your trust yes. in him. And then instead of being above board and just being a partner and getting a certain percentage, right. he changes the paperwork where he owns all of the publishing. And Sam Cook will only get a little percentage of it. And guess what happened? Till this day, he's yes. gone now himself. Yes. But to this day, he has it. Now, we always tell people in the black community that if they do it to the least of us, they will do it to you. Martin Luther King said, once they finish wiping out one group, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not saying that. Once they finish wiping out one group, people, they're coming for you. They're going to come for you. This is what he did. Yeah. He came for the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones had to sue. Right. He came for the Beatles. Right. Caused the, as they say, he caused the Beatles to break up. Right. Because it was financially good for him to do so. You got four different groups. Right. Four different entities going instead of that. And then later they have to go and do what they have to do to try to get things back. Right. So. It's a it's it's a tale in it's a tale in how not to be. I, I always tell people all the time because this is a through line in history, and I guess evil is in the eyes of the beholder because it doesn't matter what generation we're in. We can go way back to the 1920s race records. What are they doing? Oh, here you go. Here's some weed and cocaine. Uh, here's some heroin. You know, uh, oh, we didn't make any money off that record, but it's so, I mean, it comes, well, you know, you, you got, we had to do the promotion and the marketing and then the pressing and, 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 and you know, some so of the acetates. Like history repeating Some itself. of the acetates uh, were defective. And right. So really that bill comes on you. Right. And then, you know, then one day once we clear out all that, right. then you'll get some money. But right now you owe us. But Sam Cooke was a, a great businessman up until the point 
where he put all of his trust into this man and like right from under his nose this Klein steals his label steals his label it's I mean it's, a, it's, it's, it's sad that we see the same things going on and and, and repeating themselves because people don't look at history now the reason why Alan Klein yeah. or his company or whatever it is whatever trust would still have control of Sam Cooke's music mm-hmm. is because Sam Cooke passed before he was able to correct the situation yeah he passed away young he passed away at 33 years old People 33 years old, I don't know, I mean, 20, I mean, looking at Tupac passing at 25, that's a baby. Yeah. When you get to a certain age, that's yeah. a baby. You realize that you, what you thought you knew, yeah. you really didn't know, right? Yeah. That's a baby. And, and Sam Cooke passing at 33, he was just getting ready to come into his own. He hadn't even got a chance to get to his second Watch strength. the documentary. Hi, Tanya. Watch the de- documentary. Great documentary because others in the documentary, documentary they kind of question. They're like, okay, well, as soon as Sam Cook learns that his company was stolen right underneath him, just as he was about to make a move, he died. So they kind of question, you know, did someone play a part in his death? You know, so. It is so informative because the record label. Now, now think of this, people. You have never heard of this before. I know you haven't because, you know, I'm a music guy. Right. Owned a store for 15 years selling Sam Cooke music. And I never knew that Sam Cooke and Muhammad Ali did a musical album together. together. Right. Together. I didn't know they were such close friends. Such close friends where Malcolm was like the elder statesman teaching and... Um, Hi, how are you guys? Oh, we're oh doing good. Doing good. How you doing? Hey, Michael. Uh, Michael uh, checking in, watching. That uh, Malcolm X was the old elder statesman. Right. You've got Jim Brown. You've got Cassius Clay, which which later gives away his slave master's name and takes Muhammad Ali. Right. And then you have Sam Cooke. Yeah. All of them are moving and they're oh, clicking. Oh, my team. Love you guys. Oh, we love you too. So... We're we're watching this, yeah. and I'm shocked. I mean, it's like that has never been told to us. Right. But thank goodness for this documentary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was never told to us, and it makes you want to go research it. Then I'm sure that that yeah. album is on title. I'm sure Jay Z sure. and them have. Yeah. It. I'm sure that they have the Ali and Sam Cooke album, oh. and who knew that Ali could actually Same. hold a tune? Right. It could actually sing. And that he was holding his own with right. Sam Cooke. Right. Holding the melody. Yeah. Who would know that? I'm, I'm sitting up here like, I never knew yeah. that. And no one ever told that. I guess yeah. as people began to wipe away. Because they went through and they started mm-hmm. talking about the people who just... Who wiped away. Right. You had uh, uh, Maker Ever. Right. 
then Sam Cooke, then, um, let me, I got the list right here. It went through, it said Megger Ever, Sam oh. Cooke, Malcolm X, yeah. uh, Martin <laughs> Later, yeah. but, uh, and Langston Hughes, when Langston Hughes right. passed, he wasn't taken out by the state, as they said. Mm-hmm. He died of natural causes, but that was a voice from the Harlem Renaissance right. that was pushing a signal that people were listening to. All of these people passed within, or were taken away from us within mm-hmm. a three-year period. Right. And this is why this, this particular episode of the film review is I guess evil is in the eyes of the beholder because the people keep getting away with it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Nothing is ever done. Right. People don't say, hey, I'm tired. And right. so, so then you, you pluck away a few pieces and the people who are left are tamed yeah. then. And they say, well, we know what happens if we stick. I mean, this is just my opinion on it. We know what happens if we stick our neck out. Right. We know what happens, so we're just gonna be tame right. and not go along with it. Go ahead. What, what, uh, what Michael Mike says, say? I went to Mecker Evers College. Betty Shabazz was my counselor. Was she? Oh, see, there's see, there's more yeah. history yeah. to be told yeah. to know what's really going on out there yeah. and what's going on with the people. So now, the reason why they call it. The Two Killings of Sam Cooke. Again, it's on Netflix. It's a remaster. You should go watch it. It's very, it's very, very informative. But why they, the reason why they call it that is his physical body and his spirit left. Right. right? But they also tried to destroy his legacy. They did. So that you wouldn't remember that he was with Malcolm, uh, Martin, uh, excuse me, Malcolm, uh, Ali, uh, Jim Brown, and him were making a nucleus, right? right? Because in the documentary, um, the woman in the documentary, check it out, uh, Sam Cooke's documentary. We we don't want to give away too much. But she mentioned how Elvis had stated that the industry was uncomfortable with Sam Cooke's power. That he was... Too powerful yes. as a black man, yep. and they probably took him out. This is Elvis. Yeah. Then later, Elvis find later Elvis decides to go on ahead and play the racist role to be safe. But in your still, opinion? But in my opinion, but they but he still got it on the toilet though. They still got him oh through the drugs on the toilet about uh, eleven years, right. eleven twelve years later. Right. Right. So you start to look at this and you say. Uh, I mean, what is yeah. this? Like Elvis. Elvis stole from Otis Blackwell. Yes, he did. I mean, he stole a lot of things, right? Yeah. But at least in the early days, he was willing to admit where he got it from. Right. Right? But there's no excusing him for his racist behavior. We're not going to excuse Elvis for, in my opinion, his racist behavior. Right. You know what I'm saying? That new documentary they put out on him last year, right. boy, they sure did clean everything. Well, they, they cleaned they cleaned up everything. You wouldn't even known that uh, it was like it was, but it was. Now, everyone knows, you're going to watch the documentary, we're not going right. to give you everything, but everyone knows that 
Sam Cooke died, or for people who don't know, Sam Cooke died under mysterious circumstances. And we have to talk about this because if I'm your friend and you've had a little too much to drink. Okay. Hey, Hey, what's going on? And you've had too much to drink. Thank you for the love, Nikki. We love you too. And you've had too much to drink. Right. I'm not going to leave you at the bar with a nondescript woman. Right. You know, I'm not going to leave you at the bar. We're supposed to be kicking together. And right. you, maybe a few hours before we had dinner. Sam, uh, um, Mike says, I was his engineer at Atlantic Records. Gave him $50 for Don't Be Cruel. And then he says, in return to sender. Oh, okay. Okay. Who? Who? What engineer? Now, who was cruel. he the engineer for? I need to get clarity on that real quick. And $50 for... It's gonna be cool. Oh. And then and, and return to send. Oh, Otis. Otis sued and got his money. Okay. Oh, Otis sued and got it. Okay. 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 All right. So, okay. I got, I'm, I'm clarity now. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. Okay. Otis, Otis Blackwell. Black. Okay. okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. I was like, okay. Uh, see, this okay. is some, see, this is history yeah. and black history, mom. Black history. Our story. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, listen. Just before that, maybe a few hours before they, when they were having dinner or before they had dinner. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh, this Blackwell sued Elvis. Oh, okay. Uh, he pulls out a wad of money. Now, the wife mm-hmm. of... Now, this engineer is supposed to... The engineer said that him and mm-hmm. and Sam Cooke were like brothers. It was like he came in, they just clicked, he engineered his sessions, okay. right? They were like brothers. Your brother pulls out a wad of cash. She said it was like $5,000. A big, she said it was like a fist full of money, fist size money, like $5,000. And you tell him, don't flash that around. And then he was like, and he was like, Sam Cooke felt because he was Sam Cooke and so beloved right. that there would be no one who would want to try to hurt him. Right. Right? Yeah. So he's doing this. Right. And you know that he did that. You know that people had to be watching. Right. So you leave him at a bar. A woman uh, comes up and you leave him at the bar. It's an Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's found uh, dead at the Hacienda Hotel. Right. The uh, hotel clerk right. uh, shoots him dead. Right. He's found naked in his hotel room. Shot dead. Right? right? He's missing five thousand dollars, right. and, and and then you you want to try to wonder, and then there's rumors that go around. Right. Some that say that the woman who was the hotel clerk was actually mm-hmm. a female pimpstress, right. and that was her. And the woman who was who took him back to the hotel room was right. an Asian, nondescript Asian woman, right. uh, was a, a prostitute. Right. And then the documentary fills in a lot of blanks because there are um, many other characters that are mentioned in the documentary that we won't mention because it's just so much information and it was just shocking. Great documentary. But just before he's about to take care of his paperwork. Yep. He's dead. Now beforehand, because he started his record label and he was treating the acts uh, fairly, right? Different people 
were coming to visit him. Yeah. You know, different different mob type figures were right. coming to visit him and say, maybe you should just stick to doing records, my man, and leave the record production and right. replication Label. and duplication, yeah. all that to people who would know better. Right. And the you know, it's funny because the people right. who were there tell you straight up right. what Sam Cooke was thinking. You know, there's a persona that you right. put out front. There's no and and Sam Cooke was like like yeah. but get y'all, I'm yeah. doing what I wanna do. Right. You know what I'm saying? We are free, it's time right. for us to have our own right. And this every, is our music and we should have control have of it. And every time right. we do that. Right. Okay, let's see. Michael says engineers were very involved with artists during that time. Jewish control of the industry has been a problem. Has been a problem. Right. And that's what they that's what they show. And these other these this next documentary that we're gonna talk about concerning uh, Teddy Pendergrass, pretty much the same yeah. thing. Excellent documentary. Everything, also. anything, yeah. but so they told him they should stop. So the police yeah. in 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 California yeah. did not. Michael said, "Oh yeah, they still have not buried James Brown." Say no, no, no. That's right, and they're getting ready to come. Say. We're going to talk about that too. Listen, listen. So that's good because we were going to segue yeah. into that too. But listen. Um, the police in that, you know, Watts and all right. that, they they were like, who's this Sam Cooke did? It's just another N-word dead, yeah. right? Yeah. And so they never really investigated. Yeah, he says there are allegations, the murder. Yeah, James Brown. Right, right. Just saw, just saw that. It, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Now, James Brown, speaking of James Brown, right? Poisoning. Right, yeah. James Brown has been dead for 13 years, and his body is not in the ground. He's been dead since '06, and he's not in the ground, right? Because before you can put a person in the ground, the estate has to be taken care of. That means that because James Brown owned a lot of his his holdings, right? right? There was no will, they say. Kind of like they said there was no will well, for Prince, Prince. supposedly. But, you know, somehow it was all ironed out. Who was and they, the ultimate businessman? The Prince. ultimate businessman. And he doesn't right? have a will. I don't believe so that. So you keep seeing these things happen over again. You see right. Sam Cooke. You see Tupac. Yeah, you Michael see... Campbell says this is all about royalties and control of publishing and copyright. Yep. That's right. So you see Sam Cooke. You see... Uh, Prince, you see Michael Jackson, you see right. Tupac, you right. see all these people now. Chris Brown just got his royalties yeah. back, yeah. control. Ice Cube just got control of his right. royalties, right? It's funny how as soon as uh, Chris Brown uh, get his control of his royalty, all of a sudden there's a rape allegation. And then uh, luckily, you know, someone, uh, the woman who accused him, her friend, which was around, said, hey, no, that's not true. And um, so the woman, you know, thank God, you know, had to, hey, either, what, provide proof or Chris was going to sue. And she just, she backed back. So her girl that was with her that night said, no, that's not true. So, you know, I'm trying to set him up. So. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really a weird thing, right? Yeah. And so, 
Watch the documentary on Sam Cooke. That's yeah. all we're going to give you. Yeah. So what but, would you but, rate it? But we touched that point. Yeah. I will rate it a 10, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Well put together. Yeah. Uh, you know, does the standard things, gives you the hook right. at the very beginning right. where they run through what they're going to be telling you and right. get, catches your interest. Then it talks about his yeah. early childhood coming through the church, yeah, right. how he made his decision. But then it gives you information that yeah. you do yeah. not know. Yeah. I am yeah. guaranteed yeah. that people, when they watch this documentary, you will say, I did not know that. And yeah. as, as much as we're giving you some details, yeah, it goes in more, more. detail on yeah. what we're telling you. Like to know yeah. that it was basically the four horsemen. Right. Making this, making possibly able to make a change. Yeah. Right? Michael says you have to keep your circle tight in this industry. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. That's true. Because we said after seeing Sam Cook's documentary, you know, we said had some of his friends who had been with him like for years, who you could tell loved him. They that night they just they weren't around. So he had other so-called new friends who were around the night he died. And um, yeah, it was sad. So had that tight knit group had been around been around at night, I believe the outcome would have been different. Yeah, it would have been way different. Yeah, because the because... people who were with him didn't give a damn. They were like fake industry people who had. Um, had just well, come, come into I mean, our opinion, that's the way it is. Cause our Because, you know, the dude said that he was like a brother to what him. Hour? He was his engineer. He was what like hour? a brother. Yeah. And I'm so like... So much of a brother so that you left this brother. man with, uh, uh, drunk with a strange woman and you walk off and leave him. No, that's not a brother. You know, no, his crew that he had been with all the time and who he was still friends with and was around, but just that night, you know, conveniently... You know, they weren't around, so, I mean, yeah. It's sad, sad man. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad business. So, look. I would give it a 10. Okay, go ahead. It was informative. Um, it's really, really, really worth seeing. You'll learn a lot and hopefully take something away from it. And um, because the history, it just has to stop, stop repeating, repeating itself. itself. You know, these different artists, whether you're in the music business, whether you're in, I don't know, if you're in, 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 in uh, uh, science or whether you're in um, whatever, any industry, you just have to keep your, your, like Michael said, keep your circle tight and keep your paperwork right. And I remember when um, Oprah Renfrey, she said on her show, uh, Bill Cosby gave her advice. He said, uh, keep an eye on your money, correct? Mm -hmm. And then he said, and have other people have an accountant keep an eye on your accountant and another accountant watching that accountant and an attorney looking over everything and another attorney looking over that everything. So it's just like Sam Cook really put a lot of trust in this guy. Because he had got him. Yeah. He had got him a large settlement and yeah. had figured out that they were yeah. taking oh, him says, for his money. I get Black Ice Chronicles a 10. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, he said, I get Black Ice Chronicles a 10. Hey, hey Franklin. Franklin G. Uh, yeah. watching in. Uh, see, chiming in. Uh, so listen. Yeah. 
So we just finished talking about the two killings of Sam Cooke, which is showing on Netflix. Great documentary. The next documentary for Black History Month, right. you know, on the music end, yeah. is talking about Teddy Pendergrass. If you don't know me by now. Yeah, great documentary. Great documentary. Yeah, well done. Well done. So look. Gives you the hook again, you know, like good documentary should. Another Bring, another artist, just like Sam Cooke, taking advantage another, of take, take, the take, industry. Take, right, right. Okay, so look. This time, this is produced by people who don't necessarily look like us. I guess all documentaries right. are, really. So you have to take it for what it is. But they talk about Harold from Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes and talk about his situation. And I have heard that story before. But before we get to that, we're going to go through... Well, uh, first, definitely, you know, what I didn't know was that Teddy Pendergrass, um, he's the first black American artist to record five consecutive platinum albums. That is big. Yeah. By the first yeah. to do it because you hear these artists today, you know, and they have their platinum plaques and but but Teddy did it years ago years in a ago. row, five consecutive albums platinum. Right. And you see it in a documentary. You see them award him his platinum albums. It's really nice. Was a drummer with Harold Melvin and Blue Nose oh, First. Okay. That's what yeah, Michael, Michael Campbell, Campbell said at first before he started singing. Kind of like um uh uh um. Uh, Nat King Cole was nothing but a piano player. Oh. And the guy said, oh, your singer didn't show up? You better start singing. Uh, and as soon as he started singing, the mm-hmm. crowd looked, mm-hmm. and the panties dropped, and the rest was history, people. <laughs> That's the way it is. That's how these oh stories gosh. go. They talked about Sam Cooke and how the women who hardly went to church right. came to see Sam Cooke because yeah. it seemed like the panties dropped. Then we talk about yeah, Teddy Pendergrass. They, they really say, talked about they, it. They, and and they say that things was flying up on stage yeah. that he never, they never thought would be seen up there. I yeah. thought I saw him catch a diaphragm. Oh, but know. let's move on. No. Okay, so, so Teddy Pendergrass, he starts out with Harold Melvin and the Blue Note, and um, Gamble and Huff are in the uh, documentary. Yeah. And. They talk about how Harold said, you got to hear this guy. And so they bring him there and he puts him on a song, right? Yeah. And the rest is history. He becomes so big that Harold decides to change the name of the group from the Blue Notes. Yeah, to Harold Melvin. To Harold Melvin. Now the group is kind of shocked at that, right? Right, right. And they said, well, we don't think too much. There's no... Nothing, no harm, no foul at that because, you know, we're still the group. Right. But what they find is, this is the story that I heard, that Harold Melvin had the money stashed under the mattress. He's staying at the Four Seasons, and they're staying at a a flea-written hotel. And he's like... Harold Melvin was in the penthouse. Penthouse. And so uh, Teddy goes there, and he says, look, and so... He says that he peeks around the corner as Harold Melvin tells him to stay there. He pulls it back, bed line with the money, with the bands yeah. around it. He comes out, hands him $200 and says, don't say anything, don't tell. All right? That was enough for Teddy. That was enough for Teddy. Now, in between, so think about this, people. In between 
being taken by right. those who traditionally take from you. Right. Then you have your own. Yeah. Trying to find ways to cheat you. Right. Right? right. Not not being able to share what it is. You know, this is what it says in the documentary, so this is all that we can say, but I have heard those stories before. I remember my uh uh, my wife's father right. had a story. Um, Wait, like Campbell name? says, we should be telling our own stories, not white. This is true. This is I mean, absolutely true. But unfortunately, they tell it, right? But at least we get to know that both sides are... Uh, there are some people who are crooked and some people who aren't. That's probably the, the blood that's coming through them from the crooked people that happened on the plantation. And that's what we're going to parse. We're going to go with that. Now, look, so... <laughs> So, um, uh, my wife's father tells a story about uh, the OJs used to have a studio right down there on Miles, right across from the Miles Drive-In in in Cleveland, Ohio. And they tell a story about Harold Melvin and Blue Nose pulling up, right? Now, this is at the time, just so happens that this is the story at the time when... Teddy Pendergrass is not with him because he's getting ready to, or he's going to perform with him, but he's not on the bus with him because he's doing his recording because he's getting ready to come out on this solo thing because, you know, the $200 thing already didn't happen in the justification of this story, right? right? So, as they get off the bus, you know, Harold Melvin get off the bus and all the rest of them. So, uh, her father was looking for Teddy Pendergrass, you know, because, you know, her father was a singer, you know, it was in groups, you know, and he was looking for uh, Teddy Pendergrass. And I heard the story for a while. And so I said, well, you know, I said, you were standing right there by Harold Melvin. Right. You know, looking at after I had learned the story, right. you know, because I had heard the story a few times. And I and I said, well, learning the story about what was happening around right. that time, I said, well, you were standing right there with Harold Melvin. Right. Harold Melvin was the leader. Right. Teddy Pendergrass was just the artist. Right. He was getting ready to break away. Had you sung for Harold Melvin, right. you probably would have been right there in Teddy's place. But then at the same time, I told the story about the $200. And I said, well, you never really know. Right. Sometimes you're better and off then, not yeah. being better yeah, off. Yeah, because then after seeing a documentary, you know that had to eat up Harold Melvin. Because he hated the fact that people would confuse him with Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, because they thought that Harold Melvin was doing were, was doing the lead. Exactly. And, and before they said that in the documentary, I paused and I told my wife, I say, uh, you know what, they probably came up to Teddy and said, hey, Harold. Right, exactly. You know, but <laughs> what, uh, what, 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 what did he say? See, Michael says, not only do they cheat us in the record deals, but they cheat us in death by still cheating us on the press scene. Oh, the Seymour. Yeah. Seymour. By still cheating us on the films, also, yeah, yeah, yeah this on is the true. films. This also. is true. I mean, I mean, it's not. It's a uh, undeniable. It, it is sad. I mean, when we say that this is sad, it is a sad occurrence that is happening all the time. And these documentaries now that they're coming out and they're telling the they're telling the truth. But, you know, the question is, what's going to be done about it? You know what I mean? Like, people people feel comfortable with one thing, and they stay with that one thing, right? 
So now, Teddy Pendergrass breaks away and he becomes a solo artist, right? And he is just about to take that crossover yeah. move. Yeah, you learned a lot in this documentary. He was about to sing. What a was lot. Lionel Richie's song? Um, he was about to make it. Yeah, he was about to make it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's one of Lionel yeah. Richie's largest Lady. songs. Lady. Lady. If he had sung that song, Lionel Richie wouldn't have a song to sing because they they, they have on, they have a live recording on the documentary right. where he did it live in London, where his his uh, keyboard player had arranged it, right? right? And they were going to get back to record it, right. but the accident happened and everything came to a halt. And when you see this documentary, you will learn so much. Like you think about the artist today. Who um, with the the sponsor like the liquor lines? They have the clothing lines, the makeup, the this, the that. You'll learn in a documentary that uh, Teddy had the same thing. He, he had, had his own gene line, right? I mean, he was thinking ahead, right? He was a spokesman for like in. liquor companies, and I forgot he did the Folgers commercial, right? Yeah. You know, it's just. It's just amazing yeah. the things that he was doing yeah. and getting ready to uh, execute yeah. when uh, the yeah. untimely Hello, accident Mark. happened. Yeah. What's yeah. going on, Mark? Thanks for checking in. Yeah. Listen, they say they, you know, he, he had a lawsuit in with the uh, Philadelphia Police Department because right. they were hassling him. Right. Now, he's a Philadelphia native. Now, right. you would think the Philadelphia we'll Police Department would have love for him, but no, yeah. they did Because right? in some cities, like the police department, like, they love their artists. So I was just so shocked that he was harassed. He was harassed. And, yeah. Uh, they said that a couple of his various cars, the... the Brake lines were right. cut, and as he was driving with the transvestite in the car, right. he couldn't stop his new uh, Rolls Royce, yeah. and it crashed. And he was thrown back into the back seat, broke his vertebrae, right. and so if it had been a little higher, they said he wouldn't have been able to breathe, and they would have had to trach him. Right. But the way he inserted the trach, yeah. he was able to uh, keep his vocal cords yeah. right. So he'd be able to sing because the doctor knew who uh, Teddy Pendergrass was. Yeah, he said he wanted to protect his voice. He wanted to protect his voice. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. sometimes it pays, but you don't yeah. know who's yeah. who. Yeah, because luckily he had like uh, the medical industry in Philly was on his on his team. You know, the doctors as well as the psychologists who helped him pull through after the accident to help him. Uh, push his career forward you know because of course he was uh, depressed after the accident so um, the the medical community in Philly was really really behind him. Really behind him right Um, it's weird because he was broke yeah. At that point. Shocking. Now, where, was, where would the money have all gone? All this money. Well, then they showed his lavish like lifestyle. Plus, too, he wasn't a writer. And we talked about that, and I was surprised. I think that would have made a difference, too. Yeah, he probably would have been coming around to that. But, yeah. you know, he was doing it off of performance. So, he had yeah. to get out there and perform, yeah. right? So, you sit there and you see this stuff. You, you sit there and see this. Now, What's funny about him is everyone that was around, I guess after 
trusting Harold Melvin. Yeah, after that. He probably, it probably <laughs> twisted. Sometimes yeah. black people, we as black people, many times, you know, white people have lynched, raped, drawn and quartered, tarred and feathered, cut off limbs, did all that, had picnics, pick a, pick a nig to string up, uh, all that while you're eating, uh, cooking and eating body parts. And all, this is happening globally, but let's just talk about the United States, right? Either under uh, Jim Crow slavery, apartheid, or colonialism is happening, right? So listen. See, Mike, Michael says because of his loss of lung capacity, he never got his vocal power back in. Yeah, he never got his vocal part back, but he made six more albums. Yeah. Four of them went gold. Oh, that was yeah. that's shocking, right? Yeah. So these people have done all this to us, right? Right. But we still seem to go back. But if a one black person does something yeah. wrong, yeah. you know, you never want to trust another black person again. Right. And, and it's weird right. because. These people have raped you, maimed you, right. lynched you, robbed you, you, ate you, <laughs> robbed you, right. d- d- done all kinds of things, yeah. and you still come get them to lay your uh, foundation in your house, or to lay the concrete, or to build the garage, right. or to do that. These are the same people, but you will not try. You get one mistake right. by a black person who is not conscious to realize that his or her work right. is the example of who they are right. and what pushes them forward. You get one mistake and you're willing to say, nope, I got to go. So this is what we noticed about Teddy Pendergrass. So Teddy Pendergrass, after he left Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, right. he was staying with a, a, a woman who was his girlfriend. Her name was Taz. It's a longer name, but they called her Taz for short. Right. And there's some... Uh, yes, yeah, so, gangsterism that yeah, takes place, and that's what we're gonna. Well, we want you there. to see that. We're gonna start the right there. There's some gangsterism that takes right. place, but however, right. after Tess, he finds uh, another. Um, hey, Sabrina, yeah. see you chiming Hi. in. Thanks for chiming in. Yeah. Uh, he find. We're talking now for those people who are coming in. We're talking yeah. about the Teddy Pendergrass documentary yeah. is showing on HBO right now. Oh, Showtime. Called, uh, Showtime, excuse me. Yeah. It's called If You Don't Know Me By Now. Excellent documentary. Excellent documentary. Yeah, Michael says many of us suffer from separation anxiety from our former masters. Yep. This is true. So listen. So he's so he breaks away from Tess and he finds him another uh, manager. So it just so happens that this well, is no. a Jewish manager, right? He worked with um, Alice, Cooper? Alice Cooper. That's right. So he comes to him and he, he says that he didn't realize that it was Teddy Pendergrass from the lead singer of Harold right. Melvin and the Blue Notes. Right. He didn't realize that. Right. But when he came to the concert, mm-hmm. he said, oh my God. So when he went backstage, it was nothing but a bunch of Jewish... Ma- he Now he says this. I'm going to say it the way he says it. He said it was a bunch of Jew managers, the top Jew managers back there waiting at his door to talk to him. So he just left. So Teddy Pendergrass said, well, he had called him and he was sitting back there in the back and really not saying nothing. So he called a private meeting with him. So he says, so the Jewish manager dude says this. He says, "Uh, 
What I'm going to tell you is that I'm not going to be the Jew that lies to you, right? That can they say the same? Because all Jewish managers lie, he says, but he will tell him the truth. And the money, when he passes out, what's going on, Kenfo? Checking in. Um, when he pass when he when he passes out from using uh, drinking or or using drugs or whatever using cocaine, when he wakes up in the morning, the money will be there. Unlike the other Jewish managers, right. the, he won't let his money be stolen from him. Right. Right. Yeah. Michael Campbell says he says see he says Jews are shit. <laughs> okay. So. He tells him that, right? Right. And then that's when Teddy Pendergrass says, what? He said, so he tells him. He said he does an experiment with him. Right. He says, come with all your alcohol, your drugs, your women, right. and let's do this. And you have a concert afterwards, do whatever you do. So he says that they, he said, I'm going to be able to outdo you on the cocaine and the alcohol use, but... When you wake up in the morning, right. I'm going to have your money. Right. Because I'm going to still be awake and be aware I can do that. Right. And sure enough, right. he says that three days. Teddy, three day, <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass uh, passes out. And when he wakes up, he has his money. He's there. Everything is straight. This is three days of a binging. binging. Right? Drugs so they, so they're showing you in the reenactments lines and coke and, yeah. and, and and them sniffing and stuff and I'm like well how did Teddy keep his preserve uh, his voice his it's vocal so cords you know yeah. it's so strong how did he do it right yeah. you know so this is telling you right there so even a person who is a Jewish manager knows what Jewish managers do right so these are these documentaries are telling you and teaching you things that sometimes it's better to give a black person another chance, right? Because it is never really alluded to, but I'm saying, what happened to the money? When he crashed, I mean, there's plenty of people who have lavish lifestyles, but then what happened yeah, to the money? Yeah, they got him hooked. Right? Yeah. So who, so where did the money go? There's plenty of people with lavish lifestyles. So, now, so, you can tell by who directed this that they're going to push. So they talked about Harold Melvin and, and the Blue Notes. Right. And they made Harold Melvin seem like a bad guy. Right. Right? But then they kind of make a joke out of mm -hmm. Jewish managers, right, mm -hmm. to make it light. Mm -hmm. Then they come to, he's taking... Um, Taking Teddy to the, uh, he he's just newly uh, his manager, right. and they go on the chicken circuit, circuit, not the chitlin circuit. It's the chicken circuit. So Teddy Pendergrass is up there performing, and then he goes into the bathroom with the promoter and says, "Well, where's his money?" Right. He said, "Well," and it's a black promoter, and he says, "Well, we'll get him his it, money." Yeah, we'll mail it to him. Yeah, we'll, we'll mail. It. He said, "Well, mail it to him." He said, "Do you have like a?" check right now. I said, no, we don't have a check. Right. He said, well, he's up there performing. He needs his money. Right. So he said the dude took off a big ring and he said, here, give him this ring right. and tell him we'll have his money. And he went back to Teddy after, back back in the right. uh, room and he says, what the hell is going on here with this? And then Teddy had to explain to him that it was the chicken circuit right. and that sometimes this happens. So he said, well, 
Forget that. I'm, we're going to we're going to have you deal with white promoters only, only and you're going to get paid at the end of the night. And Teddy Pendergrass looked at him and said, "Okay, I'm willing to take the ride with you." But he also told his people that right. though he dealt with what he dealt with that he is always grounded with his people so he had a great rapport with his people because the concerts were for him but his concerts then began to become uh, a mixed mixed audience Um, Michael says Harold treated the members of the group like he was a Jewish manager right and then you can't forgive him for that, and you can't forgive all black people for that and go for another person who who doesn't think like that. He said, sometimes we treat our own people the way he said Jews did. Right. You know what I mean? And this is a person, Michael Campbell was is in the industry. He yes. has uh, Bop TV right. from out of Atlanta, number one independent streaming black service. Yeah. And he was also in the music industry, producing, yeah. engineering. He's the first one I actually saw the board that Dr. Dre had, we went over to his studio yeah. in here in Las Vegas when he was in Las Vegas, and I saw the board that Dr. Dre talked about. I was quite impressed. I was like, wow, he's got this board right here in his studio. So, yes, so Michael would know what he's talking about as he's chiming in on our conversation. So, we'll say that. So, BopTV, BopTV.com, make sure you check that out. Okay. So, and plus, you know, uh, the Black Ice Chronicles, right. uh, it will uh, live TV, yeah. live channel is on there, so you can go there and watch us there yeah. uh, too. Uh, we're building, come bringing new content all the Bob time. We also with Firefox, yeah, uh, and on what Roku. Well, it's on Roku. Yeah. It's on Firefox. Yeah. It's on uh, iOS. Yeah. All systems like that. So any place where you can see digital, you can find Bob TV. Yep. Yeah, pick up a digital television. That's right. Now mostly see like everyone. Everybody has a digital, digital television. television now. Yeah. So that was a quick ad. Shameless. Shameless <laughs> plug. Okay. So look. Um, so it's funny how we can not forgive, but we keep going back and we right. keep going back for punishment. My question is, where was the money? Right. Where did the money go where he would be uh, broke? Right. Where it was only he had to perform. He just had come back from fire London. Stick. Fire, fire stick. stick. I said right. firefox. <laughs> fire stick. I should know fire, fire stick. Firefox fire is the loves fire right, stick. right, 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 yeah. right. So, <laughs> um, he just came back from London right. in February, performing, getting ready to do the crossover thing, getting ready to do it, and he comes back and he gets crashed up in March, and in April when he's when they starting to put him back together, yeah. he finds out he's broke. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't. But they pulled together his management, correct? Yeah. Pulled, you know, a uh, uh, funding. Yeah, well, he did. He did through. try His to. His manager was there until the he end. Did, he did. He did. Try um, to. He performed. He was also on with uh, MTV Live Aid. That's right. He came back once. He came back. Ashford, Ashford and, and Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. You know, Ashford and Simpson. I, I never got to meet. Yeah. Well, I, I never got to meet them as a group or whatever. But they just seemed to me to be genuine good people. Genuine good. People. It just yeah. just their aura yeah. and who they were. They just seemed solid as a rock. Yeah. I mean, they just really did solid. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They really did. Yeah. So, you know, see the documentary. Yeah. 
That is uh, Teddy Pendergrass, If You Don't Know Me By Now. Yeah, you see, Michael says he sees the Jews take money and they pull from vices, drugs, etc. Vices, drugs, etc. You know, so, you know, like. This documentary was informing. It is. Very informing, honestly. I mean, you I go learned a lot about Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, yeah, you go back to uh, Lady Day. Right. And how she gets hooked on. Drugs, drugs on, on the coke, and then they showed the guy. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, who and then and then, uh, then the same people, same right. type of people, then takes her cabaret license away. Yeah. It's just one big vicious game Six. to keep you underneath. Yeah. This is what you learn. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is same what you thing. learn yep. in the. In this yeah. game, and we have to learn to yeah. stick. It, it, it may feel hard to stick because we yeah. think it's better on the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Right. But when you find out, when you get there, it's like that show, Almost White Famous, right. that you find out what's really going on. All kinds of strange things are going on, and it's better to be with your own because your own will not forsake you in yeah. the end. You can have all kinds of arguments and disagreements, but in the end, your own will not forsake you, but the other will always try to take you. Like with, with Prince, they couldn't get him with, you know, throughout his career with uh, drugs and alcohol, but as soon as he had know, that hip surgery, surgery and they he were had able to get him through pain meds. They were able meds. to get him through pain meds. Yeah. And he was just about to kick it yeah. when mysteriously he's found in his elevator. Right. The, um, Michael says, remember the five heartbeats. Right. <laughs> uh, don't. Women, women. This is how strange that is to find Prince in his elevator. Crazy. Don't never let no elevator try to take us down. Oh no, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Crazy. Let's Man, keep going up. Yeah, right. But he's found in his elevator. Yeah. It's a lyric from out of his song. Yeah. Come on, man. Dead. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, he was just the day before he was riding his bicycle yeah. out there by the, the. Come on, man. Don't ever let this elevator try to yeah. take us down. Oh no, let's go. Come on, man. It's just too. It's too much. Yeah. It's just too uncanny. It don't make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. So, and Teddy Pendergrass died. He died young. Yeah, he did. He died young too. Yeah. You know, he died young comparative to, you know, because yeah. of his illness, right? Yeah. Right, 49. Sad. Right? No, I thought he was, was see. 59? I had it. Uh, yeah. You had it up. Find, find it real quick. But see. he was but he was uh, relatively young because of his illness, Because when the accident right? happened, wasn't he? He was in his uh, 30s. You're right, he was in his 30s. And then he went on. Yeah. You'll, you'll look that up. We'll do that. So, the way they said... So, let's get the ratings on the documentary. The way they set it up, the way that they told you about his early church beginnings and the reenactments, yeah. the way that he, they were able to talk to his mom, they were able to talk to all of his girlfriends. Oh, he was 59. 59. 40. Yeah, I said 59. That's young. That is young. Well, the accident happened when he was in his 30s. That's man. right. And he so. pulled through and, and, and kept going beyond that. Six yeah. more albums, 
four gold albums. I didn't know that. I say, where, where, where were we when these? I, I remember the one song that he came out with, yeah. and he was on the awards show, and I was yeah. listening to it, and to me, yeah. you know. I was like, uh, the, the strength and the power ain't there. Yeah. But he came out with six more albums, four of them went gold. gold. Yeah. And so you like, yeah. okay, but I know what happened. Hip hop came in and my ears shut down and went over there. Okay. Michael yeah. says, even Michael Jackson, the doctor was a scapegoat. Black doctor took the fall. For the pro for fall. Oh, <laughs> you see that? You yeah. see that, people? So. All that, so I yeah. give this documentary a ten yeah, because it, it it showed me so much more yeah. uh, than what it was. Come yeah. to find out, the transvestite was actually a transsexual had had the surgery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they, the way the stories came out, it made it seem like he might have had felt something and then lost control of the yeah, car. But crazy. come to find out, that wasn't. But you'll see. Watch the documentary and know even the people who came there. Right. And she was willing, I'll say she, because, you yeah. know, she won't, she was willing to stay because yeah. he was afraid. Yeah, he asked her to stay. And he asked his boy During to stay. During a car uh, crash, when he was getting in the ambulance, he was afraid of it for his life. Because he was suing yeah. the, the, the Philadelphia police department so for harassment. It goes, the, the documentary goes into great detail. Great detail. Yeah, you learned a lot that was going on in Teddy Pendergrass's life that I had no they, idea. They had no idea what was going, that, that yeah. was going on. Yeah. Right? So, I give it a 10 yeah. for those reasons. Yeah. What would you rate? A 10. Because like I said, it was very informative, like well done. Um, just like Sam Cooke's documentary, not a boring moment, like from beginning to end. You know, I was awake and watching it and just well done. Because I, we've seen some terrible documentaries when we had to stop midstream. Like you know, the, the, the documentary <laughs> on uh, Coltrane, right? It was good. It was great up to the point, but then it got to the point where he got sick and then it was like, the story kind of halted. You right. couldn't get to it. It was the tear jerk moment that yeah. wasn't there. Right. And you were trying to get to it, but his wife yeah. seemed like Alice yeah. was holding was back on talk. Yeah, holding back on telling yeah. uh what actually happened. So it cheats the audience. And we had to stop watching the, the documentary on one of the documentaries on Freddie Mercury because it was yeah, not it was, well done at all. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. We had to it, stop watching. Yeah, we we wanted to watch one after we went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody, which was a good see how movie. close. But these were this, this was like probably unauthorized. Yeah, you know, and and they didn't have any of the music, music in yeah. it, and it was just uh, just crazy, yeah. right? So you said a ten. Yep, right? definitely. A 10. So now you know uh, on CNN they're going to be having the James Brown uh, documentary on. Uh, saying that James Brown may have been murdered and not or poisoning and, and not uh, actually dying of natural causes because from the trailer they show you they say the doctor says that well James Brown was uh, getting better whatever the ailment was they're gonna probably tell you in the documentary he was getting better setting up get ready to go back on the road and right. then that Sunday he just falls back and, and and passes on and dies and right. then there's a woman who sings in the circus yeah. that said that his last wife 
was uh, killed was a murder for hire that was she so was who knows? So, I, mean, I mean so you'll see the documentary yeah. so that's what they tell you yeah. but James Brown is still not in the ground which is disappointing which which really tells you people have a living will yeah. a last will and testament saying exactly what you want to do where it's going to be divided or if you have a living will like with Prince I really believe he had one and I so don't. all of a sudden, so maybe they need to I have think. maybe the documentary, I mean, their, uh, their living will with maybe multiple attorneys. Multiple they don't know attorneys. about each they other. They don't know about each other. Yeah. Because you got, you got to have one attorney and one accountant to go over the other accountant. Yeah. And the other accountant Multiple over the family other members of, of, you know. Right. Uh, close best friends or somebody. You uh, Michael have... says the daughter is a suspect. Wow. Oh, wow. That would be really sad. That, 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 would, that, would, that would be quite... He said, uh, oh, she won't allow an autopsy? That's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't know. Where's the body? Like, I mean, that's... Hopefully, that's one of those embalmings like the Egyptians yeah. where... You can get the full because I know that. I mean, it's weird. It's like um, you're sitting there. But my, my question is, how come the people who are researching this and are going to make money off of the research are always the other and not the brothers? You know what I mean? Like, why are we so? It, it, perfect example of this: when, when when I was in retail, they came out with different DVDs about street, the street game. Right. The, the, the cocaine game of the late 80s and the early 90s, the crack cocaine in the early 90s, right? And so the street stars had their thing, and all of a sudden, they passed a law that you couldn't show. It, it started with the bum fights, and they right. said you couldn't show, uh, you couldn't sell fighting. Uh, Michael says he had a tight will Oh, it says he said Google his will. It is amazing and very detailed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he um. So they uh. So it was it started with the bum fights, right. and they said that you can't sell right. bum fights, right. right? Because that's illegal to show people fighting, right? Okay. Next thing you know, something like a true TV comes out, right. and you can show the bum fights as long as you're selling commercials. Right. So they changed the law. So that's kind of, and it kind of eroded yeah. the DVD game. So now, Street Stars and the other people who came out with the reality DVDs, I thought they had a market because, but then you would find people, well, I really don't want to talk about this. And because, you know, it's kind of like dry snitching. So they was having trouble like the black people who was mm-hmm. doing the DVDs having trouble because people said, it was dry snitching. But then as soon as the people like a True TV right. channel, something yeah. like that, yeah. come on, all of a sudden people are like, it was right here. Like it was right here on the 125th and Linux. It was right here. We was used to stand right here. I said, hey, now you are really dry snitching because you telling it all. To- <laughs> so, I mean, it's just weird. Yeah. What people will do, and we have to stop doing that as a people. That if if it's if you consider it dry snitching with your own, consider it dry snitching with the other, and definitely don't tell the other because there might not be some statute of limitations on some stuff. Right? There ain't no statute of limitations on murder. Right? So why are you why are you telling this? I mean, there's people like like the art like the documentary. Surviving R. Kelly, his manager, right. said, "Yes, I forged those." I said, 
That is a legal document. You were going. And Aaliyah was a minor. So and, you, and you said you forced her age. Dude, you are going. I, I mean, I mean, dude, I wouldn't admit it. I mean, I mean, dude, you are going to. You you gonna see prison? I mean, I mean I just <laughs> over over something like that. You just keep that to yourself to the grave if you did something like that. So foolish like that. So now, so that's coming up. We're gonna be reviewing that when it comes on. But my question always is, why is it the other talking about it and documenting, it and we don't get no no rhythm on being able to tell that story? We go approach people say, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. But as soon as the other comes, all of a sudden they say, oh, I want to talk. I want to talk. Michael says, remember Sparkle? He said that stuff was real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what? When they cut, when they cut, uh, Philip Michael Thomas's face in that. And then in real life. And then in real life. And then on top of that, it, it was like that was like a metaphor because it was like he was cut out of Miami Vice. Miami Vice first season was good. Philip Michael, uh, Michael Thomas and 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 what was it? I can't even think of that. Oh, Don Johnson. Uh, Don Johnson. And then Don Johnson said, "They're not gonna Robert stack me. He's not going This isn't gonna be I Spy." And as you know, Robert, then all of a sudden he would go off and start doing the things. And Philip Michael Thomas would be standing there with Olivia Brown and the other chick. And all them would be standing there, no rhythm. I mean, it was really, it's really crazy. And so, you know, uh, the unfairness of what we see in this, you know, this is this is a story. This is this is a through line in this, people. We have to learn to trust our people, and then if someone messes up, trust again. You know what I'm saying? You can't you know how many times. People have tried to uh, try to get over, and I say, well, you know, that was them, and I try again, and then we get a better outcome because you got to trust your own. Because what else you got? What else you got? Michael says, let's get busy. There are still many untold stories. Yep, many untold stories. But people have to be willing to talk. You know what I mean? They have to be willing to talk and be willing. Look. If you're willing to talk to the other, right, and you're not gonna get any, he said I can get them to talk. Right, right. Let's do it. Uh, if you're willing to uh, talk to the other, and in the end, it's gonna be in perpetuity forever. Right. It's forever. It's gonna forever be able to be seen. Right. And you're not gonna get any money from off of it. Right. What's the difference? Right. Except for. You're hating on your own. Right. Now, what your own says, let's do this, let's do this, so that we can put everything together on the tail end, on the back end, and, and as the residuals come in, everybody starts getting paid. They say, no, I don't want to do that. I go tell they take this one lump sum, then they take millions off of it, and you don't see no more, and you're broke. Right. Whereas if you come with your people and say, let's do some back end, yeah. and let's do it up, that means your estate, and your and your trust will constantly be seeing a check in the mail because it's organized to do it. It's called flow. It's called constant revenue coming in. But people don't understand the concept, and it, and it's sad, man. And it's sad. But you know what? That's just uh, 
the glass half empty. Yeah, because if you look but at really, the, the, the glass is half full because yeah. I work with people all the time. Right. But, you know, it, it takes a while for them to get through to the concept because right. they've been so untrusting. Right. Or had mistrust right. of their own. And then, right. But then you look at those who, uh, and then I read an article about this too, when they talked about how um, uh, Little Wayne's people put their trust in him. Like uh, Nicki Minaj and Drake. At the time, those huge white labels, and they talked about it, um, went to them and wanted them and offered them multi-million dollar deals. And they hung in there with Lil Wayne and look at Nicki Minaj and Drake today. And both of them still have really close relationships with uh, Lil Wayne. Because Lil Wayne was on Drake's album and, and then, you know, and then Nicki was on Wayne's album and, you know, Wayne was on Nicki's album. Look at the, so, look at the top stars. And they're, they're the look top at stars. Nick, Drake, yep. Lil Wayne. Yep. They all came look from at Rihanna. Young Money. With, right. with, with, with Jay Z, and she's right? still working. Still with Jay-Z. there, right? Still so there. I mean, there are some people who they do take a or chance. Or look at look at the people. look at the athletes, right? That are getting LeBron's the best deal. Yeah. through Lebr- LeBron's people, yeah. right? And yeah. through uh, Rock Nation Sports, right? Yep, exactly. Right, so, they're getting deals. They're getting the people who are investing their money correctly right. for return, and the people that's and, working with Floyd. That's right. Right. So. So you, you so you see that so you see it all the time. Al Heyman, but, but all it's the just, artists that work with him. But it's like just people. that it's quite like Al Heyman is quiet. Right. He's quiet money. Right. Right. You hear his name, but you right. don't see him. Right. He he, but he gets the job done, and you know that it's good business. And where does he come from? Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Right. That's right. Used to walk around Adams with the briefcase. Right. And the and the glasses. Cleveland right? people are pretty like laid back with it. Cause same with um. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, he does his stuff, but people don't know. Many people don't know that he's like he was in Bird Box, so he yeah. not only gets his money through as a rap artist, he's also like a film star. But he's like laid back with it, right? So even like with Bone, right? Even though they're a, a multi platinum group, they're still getting their money, you know, because they're yeah. huge all over the world and they're laid back. So it's so you wouldn't know what's actually yeah. going on, right? Yeah. So this is this is not what it so is. much flash and dash most right. of the time with Cleveland people. Right, like it's like just laid back. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to really prove nothing. Your work right. shows what you do. The the the, the, the yeah. consistency of your work right. shines through. Right. And those who, as uh, Franklin G. Like said, those who will will. Those right. who won't won't. You know what I'm saying? But we hope that in the future that people will come on and really understand what's going on. What Michael said there? Um, Michael says they are taking away black male images. Yeah, they definitely are. He says there is a lot of, uh, he says, gay things going on in the industry. Secret society stuff. They are taking away, um, yep, the black male image. See it in commercials today. Um, right? So... It's we, we talked about that though. Yeah. You know what I mean? We talked about that. That's yeah. it's it's a yeah. it's a sad occurrence where but people there have are, to come out of it. They yeah. have to come out of it. They have to see what's going on. Right. And then they have to come out of it. They have to say that the things right. where they are showing you right. this is just this, this whole fad. Uh, Look at thing Kevin Hart. Forget about him. And then and Ice Cube. You know they got on. 
And so what do they do? They put out films and they put on other black comedians and right. actors and actresses and That's giving right. them a platform. You know? So, so there it's, are it's, many it's people working who, and people Nick are Cannon, right? With his whole wild and out crew and and you know, his films. So there are black people who work with other black people and you know, people working together and so yeah. Because in the end, what you realize is we're all with God. Right. So we'll be looking forward for to the James Brown documentary coming yeah. up. I just have the question like why the other yeah. every time even even uh dude that got hit on the uh on the bridge in Selma. Oh. Uh um representative John John Lewis, right? His comic book. His comic book is is written and distributed by the other. And there are so many young black comic book well, yeah, creators. Yeah, have a, what, the Black Comic Con. That's right. So, there's so And he could have it going through them, yeah, but... Yeah, so... Hey, whatever. I mean, I guess civil rights is to see the content of your character to make sure that you're not racist, white, and you can just take everything and make money off of the struggles from black people from the past. Okay, so... Okay, let's see. That's Michael what, so, said it made Jim Carrey lose his mind. Let's see. Artists selling their souls for fame. Yeah, he said maybe That's Jim true. Carrey a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of them, but Jim Carrey bounced back somehow. Yeah. He's back And again. I love his show. We talked about it on one of our... Um, uh, I'm dying up here? I'm dying up here. Yeah, and I love how there are so many other, you know, black... Uh, comedians, actors on this show, well uh, written. Yes, well and, written. Um, His yeah. representation of uh, Richard Pryor is pretty good. It is. And, I have and, to give him that. Yeah, so, I mean, he got his start on Living what, living Color, uh-huh. right? Opportunity given to him by what, Keenan Wayans. Uh-huh. And in return, he does this show and he gives a platform to multiple black men and uh, uh, the females on the show on Showtime, uh, excellent show. But we won't we forget. It. But we won't forget that yeah. he can still come Let's out see. the pocket he when says, he wants. Watch his YouTube stuff. He is blackballed. Oh, okay. He okay, said, watch exactly. okay. So let's move on. We we just. Talk about James Brown. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. So let's go uh, with Deuces. The, the, the Deuces. The Deuce, excuse me. The Deuce. Second season. It's Executive uh, produced by Maggie Gyllenhaal and, and uh, James, James Franco. Franco. Yeah. That's right. So for those who haven't seen season one, uh, the Deuce is the host role, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, pimps. In their holes. That's what the deuce is about, and it's uh, made by uh, it, it's it's starring Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah. as as a prostitute. Now, you may who emotes to you may say who like, emotes like, to she becomes a boss wait, 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 wait. on the show. So you may say that you may say hey. Is that believable? Is that believable? But you know what? She was able to get her people together and make a vehicle where she could tell this story. And a great cast, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's a great cast of people. Have, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with Method, yeah. Man, Method Man, Black Thought from the Roots. Right, right, right. But <clears throat> so 
The first season sets up and it talks, it introduces you to all of the different characters, the different pimps, the different uh, uh, hoes, and it introduces you to the good crime fighting police that some are on the take and others are trying to be above board. And of course, this uh, brings about conflict. And all at the same time, they introduce you to the creation of the brothels. Right. And at the same time, the connection of mob-like figures yeah. within the nightclub industry. So yeah. it's three or four different stories, and they all intermingle together. But the main story is about the whole story and the whole. Okay. So what you find, and it also introduces how. The uh, sex industry blended over into the porn industry within uh, within uh, New York City, yeah. and how these films started being made that people would go into booths and watch or or, or purchase the the reels for static parts. I don't know. Checking in. So this is what the Deuce is about. So that's the first season, yeah. and it tells you about uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character Eileen who then begins to do these sex tapes I mean not sex tapes, sex films pornos, they start doing pornos right, in the early porno era and she starts to then get into wanting to direct right, and so at the end of the season she's just now starting to direct, she starts to tell the guy look and the guy takes her opinion says it really wouldn't be that way you have to start giving something so the women will like to watch too so you can get the market that's what that's what uh, she tells the guy and he listens so that's pretty much the end of the season and then also one of the uh, nice nice Mm -hmm. women one of the nice ladies of the evening uh, get shoved out the window, and then that that pretty much ends the situation. So yeah. when you come into season two, you're introduced again to the characters. This time, uh, Eileen is more advanced within it. She has been producing films, yeah. but now she wants to uh, start to do more films because at this and point she has a dramatic need, which is which is she wants to. Uh, be able to get her son, yeah. actually have her son stay with her right. as she legitimizes herself from being a street walker mm-hmm. into being a film producer. Well, we skipped, you skipped over a porn star. So she well, went well, from street walker to porn star to... Well, I kind of... Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Porn star to that. But, and so this is the conflict in the season, right? And she wants to, at a certain point, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, porn was coming to a fact where it would be a real movie and it would have dialogue, acting, but then the actual sex acts would be shown. You would see the penetration, all that, but it was real movies, theatrical, right? And that's what she wanted. And that's what she wanted, and this is what she's pushing for. So, this season tells the story of how she accomplishes this yes. and gets this going. So if anyone knows like the films like the deep like Deep Throat that came out during that time, 
these films and they mentioned that film on the right, show right 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 yeah. these films actually had plots right. actual plots that went along with not not just uh, somebody comes in and then they see, you know they just start having sex that's what like what the early films were like right. but then these films started having plots and they thought that porn could be legitimized to the point where it would play in regular theaters and uh, get that worldwide acceptance as okay the sex is actually what's real in life and so you would actually be able to show that however you know obscenity laws and all that that comes through and uh, this is what this season shows you and so that kind of uh, didn't make it make it's successful way in as people know history but as you know as you watch films today many elements of porn of what they call soft porn Mm -hmm. where it looks like the people are actually having sex are more integrated into the movies uh more today than ever so it's starting to begin to make its way back in because a porn though uh, a third rail in the situation of things ever since Snoop came out with his film that made uh, uh, Doggy Style that made black porn Mm -hmm. uh, up there where then it was seen to be lucrative now it has changed the dynamic and things are changing where films where regular films films are now using elements of pornography more like soft porn birthday again so this is what the deuce is about this season and it tells a story and you see the demise (laughs) the the mental demise of some of the pimps some of the elevation of the um, ladies of the evening as they start to advance and go through uh, the porno we love you too go through the porno um, porno ranks and getting recognized and winning awards and things so this is what you see and then season three probably will talk about the demise of the uh, sex trade on uh, in New York where they change it over to family friendly kind of like they changed Las Vegas over to family friendly so uh, the deuce definitely season two is worth watching if you haven't seen season one there's great acting chops yeah. in there. Yeah, um, multiple black actors and actresses and Yeah, yeah, because Method Man's acting chops is, are, are tight yeah. in season one. Black and he's salt. introduced probably in like the third, uh, reintroduced again in the third episode. And you see that after what happens to one of his women, he's kind of become a, a heroin addict. Yeah. And he he's starting to diminish and you're starting to see uh, the diminishing of the black pimp in it. So that, that's what you uh, see. Uh, James Franco plays two different characters. He oh, plays yeah. twins yeah, he in the film, so he does real well. And yeah. then Gary Carr, he plays CeCe. Yeah. CeCe is one of the... Like the breakout star on the show. I, I would say so. He, yeah. he is one of the straight forward yeah. pimps he's telling you he tells the women exactly the way it is yeah. and the way it's gonna be season one 
uh, season two, he's the same. He's a, I would say that he is a fan favorite. He is, and then the acting, his ex acting is superb. Like you see it all in his eyes, right? His acting is just like all in his eyes, and then you find yourself being sympathetic towards him. Sympathetic. Now, <laughs> Dominique Fishback, she plays Darlene. Yeah. She has a a gorilla pimp on her back. Yeah. Who is really about getting out there and getting it. Yeah. But at the same time, right. he appears to be more educated yeah. than the others. He's yeah. had some schooling, but maybe through something yeah. for a hard time, yeah. he finds himself having to do this particular street game. Yeah. And he respects her ability to read. Yeah, I and think be, she, she uh, would be the breakout female star. She is. She's definitely the is. Star. She definitely is. Yeah. And she, there's a scene, if, if you can say that there's a touching scene between a pimp and a hoe, a hoe and a pimp, a, 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 a player and a lady of the evening, there's a scene in the film, in the uh, last episode mm-hmm. of season two, mm-hmm. where things are changing, I'll yeah. say. And the dialogue between the two are is very interesting and yeah. worth watching. The acting yeah. in this uh, series, uh, in the first two seasons, because it's going to be a three season yeah. out, and then after that it goes into like syndication. Now it used to be it had to be at least four or five, but now it's three seasons, and then it can go into syndication. And plus, you got on demand, so. It's no loss and everybody still gets their residuals. So it is well worth watching and you will be uh, engrossed in it. And the last episode in season two, just the last two episodes in season two really introduce you to new characters and you see loss in others. So uh, well worth it. I have to give it you know, for what they're doing as executive producers, uh, James Franco and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I have to give them a ten. And yeah. even her character, like the first the, when I first watched it, I said, I can't believe, I don't believe her. But as we get into this later into the first season and yeah. into in, in the beginning and on throughout the second season, she's believable in what's happening. You know what I mean? So I give her a ten. On this, on this uh, series, and what, what would you give? It? I think it's a great show. Um, um, James Franco to play two roles. He plays twins. And the cutting on is excellent. The, the way that they everything. cut, they cut them together, and it, it appears that they are in the room together. It's yeah. beautiful, beautifully done. It's beautifully done because when you watch the show. You can tell, like, before they open their mouths, which brother is which. Yeah. He does such a great job, like, acting, like, the, his body language changes, like, um, you know, the hair is different, the facial, you know, he's, he does a great job, so. He's not quite up there on Tyler Perry, though, because Tyler Perry does four roles of Oh, months. you know, you know You know what I mean? So, you know, he does with yeah. the, the, what, the, yeah. the nephew, the the, 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 the son. The, the, I mean, he does brother. that. So he's not quite up there with Tyler. Yeah, but he's getting but, close. But the dramatic acting is, yeah. is, is yeah. excellent. His acting is on point. That's so. right, that's right. So, really good, great cast, you know. Um, 
I would definitely give it a 10. Okay, and then, you know, the next uh, show that we're going to talk about is Insecure yes. Season 3. Right. Now, for those who don't know uh, Insecure, Insecure... So, the Deuce, HBO. Just so HBO, you know. that's So, right. check it out. Catch up now. Um, so, that way, when Season 3 starts... You'll be, you'll, you'll be up on it. You so, know what I'm saying? Binge yeah. watch. So we binge watch. Yeah, we binge watch. Like, yeah. so, uh, Insecure, we watched. No, we started three. binge watching with Ray Donovan. Oh, yeah, and years we sat ago. There, yeah, we yeah. sat with Ray Donovan, yeah. and we binge watched that all the way until 5 fan. o'clock in the morning, and yeah. then we became, became a fan. Same yeah. with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, we, we binge watched that. Yeah, Black okay. Sales. And I'm glad to see that Game of Thrones, they say, is going to be a spinoff. There's going to be another show that comes from off of this final season, right? And we're looking for that. And then, you know, the the lady who plays in uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. season 10 of The Walking Dead is going to be her last season. But oh, they're going to okay. have three films that go to the theater, okay. and she's going to be in those. Oh, so I don't good. know if it's going to be pre or good. before or post, good. you know, but good. it's going to be good. So Tierra says yes. Yeah, so... Um, Insecure. Insecure. Now I need more episodes. That's all I have to say. It's a great show. Okay. For those, I need who, ten episodes. Of Insecure. For those who don't know, I right. will let you know. This is not. Though these people are representing black people, this is not necessarily a black show, and this is what I mean by that. People who. Have not been here since 1619, or people who are native black here, you know what I'm saying? When the first slaves came off 1619, and then the mixing happened, and all that happened, there is uh, immigrants that come here who tell the story. That's why we talk about the invasion of the black body snatchers, right? Where where their their struggle is not exactly the same, and they don't talk the same, and so you may get kind of confused because they'll tell you well, black people need to get off their butt and get a job. Well, actuality, we built this place. So in actuality, uh, the difference is because they don't know this because they're immigrants. They don't know this history. The fact is, after World War II, they gave the European Americans who came back home from free fighting housing. the war free housing. Free education. You, you, didn't, you didn't get loans that you had to pay back. You got Free housing free and you got free education, right. which gives you a, a jump, jump start, start right. from the very beginning. So if you cannot succeed off of free housing and free education, then you are a sorry lot. Yeah, so, so with the free so, housing, I mean, they were able to leave that to their children. And right. Their children. And then it goes right. on from and there on and, and it on. builds uh, inter, right. intergenerational wealth. Now, mind right? you, the black soldiers... Who fought, you know, in the same war? They weren't given free housing. Tough luck, buddy. So you got, you got. They had to take out a loan to purchase a home, home. but you know they couldn't live wherever they wanted, right? So only for certain parts of town, and um, so. So that is the true history of that. So it wasn't an equal playing field. So for people to. Tell people right. that they should get up and get a job. Well, if you get free education and right. free housing, right. then your plight is automatically better. And right. what we say is, give black people free housing, 
and free education and watch this watch He's this whole free land well free housing is free land yeah and because the the land is what it is. Right. It's yours. They give right. it to you free. Right. You can you can build the house on it, right. and it's yours. You do that, yeah. and so you do you get that yeah. to black people and watch this whole thing change overnight. Because yeah. some of them were given houses because and every, some land to build on. And so, so every time, so, every time, black people are let into the gate on anything, right. because of the fact of our history already. Mm-hmm. Anybody who actually knows the true history realizes that. It pops, and that's the fear. Right. So anyway, Insecure is not a black show per se, though they do have black actors in it whose people were here or who are 16, 19, okay? Uh, who come here, uh, descendants of slaves, okay? They're in there, but the storyline, so the first season is all anti-black male. It's kind of that intersectionality type uh conversation in season one it makes you look at that why are you making everything negative about the black man kind of like what they do in the uh, media today about negative so it's all intersectionality is about women's rights and we told you before if you're a black woman and you're not talking black woman's rights I'm going to ask you where your people are originally from. Now, is, so you said season one, did you say anti-black man? Yeah, it was. It well, was, it wasn't, a, but it, they also showed her the flaws no, 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 no. in her. No, 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 no. Right? That was, that was, that was the tail end of the, that was the second season. Well, the first because season, they went, I saw the no, no, pieces, like her they flaws went, as well as her friends. But they you went, saw why the relationships didn't no, work. No, 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 they went through talking about, well, you need to go get a job and you don't have a job and you don't do this and wow. you don't do that and so it was a constant push all the way right. through okay. of anti-black male the girlfriend meet the, her, her friend right. meets up with a guy who said that he once uh tried uh 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 performing something on another male but he said he didn't like it so he wasn't wasn't actually gay and then she dropped them from that right but then there are women who try these things and they say well you know that was something to try so they did that on you so they threw all kinds of things intersectionality uh homosexuality lesbianism right but then it took him then uh Breaking up because then she she cheats in the second season. Right, so that's what I'm right? saying. She, so so you go through all this and right. then, but what happens is politics plays a big role in why scripts change, and this is what I mean by this. At the time, President Obama was in office when this kicked off. Okay. Right, and so people so immigrants found their way into getting uh, deals greenlit, right? Immigrants who look like us, right? Who don't necessarily have the same values as black people who have been through the full struggle of this. You know what I mean? Coming from the South, uh, moving up in for Who jobs. don't necessarily you know, know black history. They don't necessarily know black history, but know what was told to them to stay away from us. But what they find is when they go to the milk toast neighborhoods, they treat them like dumb. So then they have to right. mingle in with us because we treat people who look like us right. kind. Right. And so thus they come in, they pick up 
uh, our, I'll call it idiosyncrasies, our struggle, but they really don't have a total understanding of it. So they just have a surface level of it so they can put it across. Like they use the N word a lot in it and the way that they pronounce it, they don't pronounce it the way a black woman. I just noticed that the way a black woman actually pronounces the N word when they're talking about uh, their man, they don't really, they pronounce it more, it's detached. I, I, I just hear it. I hear the difference in tone in the way it's said, right? So anyway, so the the show, you have to understand that going in. I'm not saying it's not a good show, but you have to understand what you're looking at. You know, this is my perspective, right? But you have to understand what you're looking at when you go in so that you can drop off the stereotypes and say, I'm not uh, falling for the crap that they're putting down in it because... Boom. So the reason why politics comes into play is Obama leaves office and Trump is in office. And once Trump comes into office, those people who were into intersectionality, a lot of them voted for Trump. Right. You know, I'm talking about the uh, European Americans, a lot of them voted for Trump, and then they can show their true colors. So then once their true colors come out, now even the immigrants that are on television that you see that are talking heads on MSNBC and NBC and some on on, uh, CNN, some on Fox, you know what I mean? We don't watch Fox, but there are some on Fox. They now have to start saying white supremacy. Why? Because these the people who practice white supremacy don't care what you are. It's because you got melanin in your skin that is that is a detriment to them. It's why they will practice white supremacy. So it's no rhyme or reason. So those same people that was doing intersectionality. So now by season three, by season three, yeah. the how many episodes is in season three? Again? Uh, just nine. Just nine was it episodes. Nine? Yeah, just nine episodes. Okay. It was nine. It didn't go a solid ten. I said they needed ten. But anyway, so by the time you get to season three, mm-hmm. the the conversation has changed because the intersectionality that was happening during Obama mm-hmm. when it was kumbaya and people were in the closet about their mm-hmm. racism, mm-hmm. it is wide open. And, and, you know, for one thing I will tell you, to me, Trump is the greatest thing that has happened for black people because black people didn't know and the immigrants who intermingled with black people who have been in the struggle since 1619 and before 1554 and before they now get to see what they're really dealing with and now they have to say white supremacy racism too so it's just beautiful oh, so it's now great. they say get to say oh I see what black people were talking about they weren't just complaining because they now just complaining. they're being but they should have known because their places were colonized right we were enslaved there right. was slavery here but it was colonization right. colonization and slavery same thing yeah. different titles for different yeah. things but they still whip you yeah, they will rape them and get away but with it's the only, only, only difference is it's in their land right and their land they only know 
when the, they only know the year that the land was created when the colonizer mm -hmm. came there. They don't know the years before. We in America as black people know beyond 1619, exactly. 1554. Right. We know about the black kings and queens right. that were in England. Right. We know about the civilizations. We know about Egypt. We, right. we know about that. These right. people are sitting in the continent and they don't know that they are even in a continent with different countries right. until they come over to America and they look on TV and they, or they see a map in a mm -hmm. black uh, in a black cultural center right. and they say, "This is Africa." Oh, we thought we were just a, a island. Oh yeah, we, I was surprised when she said that this is an actual student, you know, on campus in the university from Africa, and she didn't realize. <laughs> So they have them colonizing them. When they come here, they say, don't deal with them. But then yeah. when they deal with the others, they kill them. Like, they give them a plunge. But anyway, so this is just telling you the politics of this show. So now when you get to season three, right. the politic has changed. Right. Because Issa Rae, beautiful writer, yeah. Love it. I love what, uh, what what's his name? What, what's the guy oh, who had uh, his own show? Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore. I love what they're doing. Yeah. But I have to ask where Larry Wilmore actually comes from, too. Because that first season was really, really hard to take. And it was like, dang, man, but what you talking about? But yet, the, the storyline, the white folks is dogging her. And she's going along with it. But she's coming and dumping on the black dude who was developing his own app. Right. It took him a while. So by we get to the third season, dude has his app up. He's got his own place. Yeah. She's struggling now. Yeah. And the intersectionality didn't work. And that's the message. If you are a black woman and you're not talking black women's rights, but you're talking intersectionalities and try to be with them, just look up Margaret Singer. Look up Susan B. Anthony. Look the, and see if they didn't believe in eugenics. And then look up what eugenics is. Look up when the black man was going to get the vote and the so-called abolitionist women said, no, we want to have a vote for us. And then you know what women's suffrage and the women's movement. Then look up um, Flo Jackson, who was actually the creator of the feminist movement, which is a black woman who was, she was lesbian. However, she was about sticking it to the man. She wasn't talking about the black man. She was talking about the European American and sticking it to him. So once this was co-op by like Gloria Steinem, who they say might have been an agent. Once it was co-opted, but even she said in her documentary that Flo, Flo Jackson was the one that started feminism. Yeah. Right? The not It's not a connection into women's suffrage. So if you want to be a feminist, then you have to be a black feminist and look at what Flo Jackson was talking about. And she wasn't talking about downing the black man in it. That is a feminist movement that right. came in to tell black women they didn't need black men while the feminist woman says... I need my man. I just want you to treat me equal. Yeah. Black man has always treated their woman equal. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Because the woman could go where he couldn't. Right. Right. Had to take what he couldn't. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, now that we're in this period of where we're at, mm -hmm. 
I hope that black women, the abuse that they took on the plantations and off the plantations, being maids in people's houses like Thrown Thurman, mm -hmm. having children that weren't recognized all during the time, right? Hopefully their minds haven't twisted to the point where they take that abuse and then think that it's better than fighting the struggle with their black man. And you add that in with the immigrants who are taught a certain way about us before they get here, and they don't know anything about their history past the time that the colonizers colonized their area versus what people here who fight the struggle all the time, which gave me the criticism on 21 Savage being that he's a British citizen and wasn't really here, but he was doing that drill music. And it's okay if we as the people who were here fighting the struggle talk about it because then our records balance out and we talk about other things also. Right. Good time, but if you're talking about just kill, kill, kill all the time, well, we are glad that the invasion of the body snatchers right. is going to be, the black body snatchers is going to be thinned out. That's what I'm going to say about that. So, by the time you get to the third season, people, as I uh, as I reel myself back in from the <laughs> tangent right there, yeah. once you get to the third season, the times have changed for yeah. those exact reasons that I have stated right there. Your friendships have changed. Also. Yes, they have. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so their friendships changed between, um, not between Issa and her best friend, right. um, but between one of their other friends. And right. You'll see. I don't want to give it away. Don't want to give it away. But yeah, you'll see um, how they grow from season one compared to season three. And just like in life, you know, um, uh, parenthood comes into play, and you know maybe you need to focus a little bit more time on your your family and, and and bringing your child into the world, and you don't have as much time to kick it with your girls, and you'll see that this season. I mean, well, you saw that last season. We're looking forward to uh, season four, yeah, but you do see four. that in season three, and um, the maturity you see uh, Issa's maturity. Right. Um, so, really, really good. And, and, and I didn't know that, that the immigrant black women really wrote it so thin. I mean, like, it's so many different members that they, so many different members on men that they be riding. I didn't know that they be riding it so thin. This is a, a true story here of what's going on with the immigrant black woman is coming from the country from other places. So I want to say that. So the fever has broken within the intersectionality and this is what these storylines are about now and as we go forward and it's so great to see people on TV now that wouldn't even whisper the word white supremacy, racism, eugenics have to say it because they're getting it because the veil has been lifted and I always remember the people who are in the uh, minority around the world, 8%, but the majority in certain places where they densely pack themselves, they appear to be the majority, will always show their true colors when a leader comes up that talks white nationalism. Just do your research. So, this has been robust. This has been another great episode of the film review. Don't forget, you can see us on soundcloud.com forward slash the film review. Watch and listen to the archives. 
You can also listen on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the film review and more. And you can see us on when the green screen is changed over into yeah. black black Hollywood or Blackwood as I like to call it yeah. in the background is back there you can see us on youtube.com forward slash Crazon Dion C-R-A-Y-Z-O-N D-E-E-Y-O-N on YouTube and you can watch this and you know we have it all boosted up and I do that lordlandfilms.com boosted banging booming sound <laughs> and so stay tuned so yep. you have been watching the husband and wife team I'm Crazy D Tracy and we review culture and movies music politics and society because you watch the film review and we thank you for watching the film review we thank all the people who came in thank to you. watch the film too. review we thank you we appreciate you yep. because we are here to review Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. Advertise on shows produced by LordlandFilms.com. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by LordlandFilms.com. The hosts, Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review. Available on iTunes, Apple Music. Live stream recording and audio, Crazy Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film 